And now, let's turn to Inside the City, a weekly chat with local officials, residents, and personalities providing up-to-date and relevant information about what's happening in your city of Palmer. Moderated by Mike Malewski. Mike Malewski here at Big Cabbage Radio in Palmer, Alaska. It's my great pleasure to welcome in the studio Aaron Saunders, who's the secretary of the board of directors of the Palmer Museum of History and Art. Is that correct? That's right. Okay, I'm, we started off. We started off right. Now, a few few words about your own background, so that listeners would have a sense of of where you're speaking from. Uh, how long have you been on the board of directors? Um, since about 2019. Okay, so that's going on to four years. Yeah. That's a fair amount of time. Now, the, the Palmer Museum of History and Art is, is kind of a, a special organization. I've had some previous experience with it, so I, I, I know um, something about it, and, and I followed its its time over years. First of all, it sits in a, in a well, I would term an iconic building, Mm-hmm. Uh, that building over there uh, is, both by location and by structure, being a log structure, pretty, pretty impressive. Uh, do, do you find that uh, uh, you have some sense of that as well? I know there are issues wanting to be bigger and the rest of it, but there's an interesting quality to it. I think that, you know, um, people would definitely agree with that, that, you know, especially visitors who come from out of state, to be able to come to a visitor center that's a log cabin, uh-huh. that seems very Alaskan. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's, and it's nice inside. All museums struggle with space. All museums have more stuff than they have space for. Okay. Um, but it's it's a nice place, and being right next to the garden is a big oh, plus, too. Oh, the garden. And, again, full disclosure, we live a, about a, a block from the museum, so I walk by it every day, a couple times a day. And in particularly the summer, I enjoy taking the path that brings me by the garden because I can watch it, it change over time. It, it's a very, That whole location is very special. I just, just want to stress that because it's... It's sometimes that we find there's a museum or something that is in an out-of-the-way place or in a very other kind of place. But this one isn't the—not only that, but it, it impresses me because we have such things as the Friday Fling and we have colony days and we have some other kinds of things that happen, uh, the, the gardener, gardener display on the green. But, but the museum, it appears to me, and here I'm going to be asking you to validate my, my assumption— is that it uh, because of its location is it able to play well with a lot of neighbor neighbors and neighboring activities? Yes, that's true. Um, we you know one of our programs is Artists of the Week, and we have artists, local artists, come and show their work once a week, all summer long, and it correlates with Friday fl- flings. So people come and. Um, for Friday flings and it's, you know, right across the street from the museum. And then they come in and they see the local artists work. So that's really exciting. We're actually taking um, applications for that program from local artists very soon on our website. Oh, okay. And what is your website? Oh, uh, 
It must be Palmer Museum of History and Art. Yeah, Palmer Museum of History and Art. Um, I think if you Google it, you'll find it. It'll, it'll take you right to it. Okay. Yeah, it will. Okay, We're that's fine. I've result. gone to that website, and it has a lot of, of nice references, I, I, must, I must say. But let's go back and, and personalize uh, this discussion by asking you, um, did you start out as a young child um, enamored with museums and you always wanted to be involved with one or how did that happen well incidentally i have always loved museums oh, um, okay. <laughs> i um grew up in uh, a great deal of time in pennsylvania and so um near philadelphia so museums are quite plentiful there um and i have always been interested in curation and collections Right. I think most children love to collect things. Right. And um, so, yeah, it's a, that's kind of an outgrowth of that. But um, but I got involved in the museum board because um, just I was helping with a recycling center event and I met Sam Din just there and he oh. asked me to be on the board. So. Okay. So, so as, as a, a member of the board, talk a little bit uh, so people will understand um, about the board. And, and along the way, we'll be able to reveal just how the, a museum sits there because um, the Palmer Museum of History and Art, check me if I'm correct, is a nonprofit. That's right. Okay. And it's an organization that is, uh, has a contract with the city uh, to take care of the city's holdings in the museum. Right, their artifacts and their artwork. Right. And uh, as, as such, you sign typically a, and this has been over many years now, uh, a multi-year contract, uh, and you operate the museum, and uh, the city pays a certain amount uh, to have that happen. But most importantly, I think many people may be confused about it, there, there are no city employees that work at the museum. That's correct. All employees at the museum are employed by the nonprofit. Okay, very good. Got that, that straightened out. Mm -hmm. So um, how, do you, how do you operate? You have employees and you have acquisitions. You have a whole variety of things that need to be done there. Are you also involved in obtaining grants uh, to make improvements to the collection and things like that? Or how does that work? We for sure apply for grants. Um, uh, we have two employees right now who are working on two different grants. One is to uh, specifically to find um, some Atna beading work um, by a local artist. And so, yeah, we use, we use grants, take advantage of grants all the time. Now the title the title is interesting, and maybe you could reflect upon what that really means. When we say Palmer Museum of History and Art, um, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it means that we, uh, you know, it's our responsibility to caretake these artifacts and artwork, make sure that they withstand the test of time. Right. And then also that we um, connect those artifacts and artwork to the public, that we bring those two things together. Um, we could, of course, just keep them all in the museum and, and take care of them, but that's, that's only half the mission. The other half is that we want 
it to connect with the public in any way that it can. Okay. Now, the, the, the question of Palmer, um, I, I'm aware enough of the history of Palmer to know that Palmer has not been Palmer for 200 years. I'm safe in saying that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it did not have the name Palmer. It was a city that was formed 200 years ago. It's right. relatively new, actually, in the 20th century. Yeah. But there have been a variety of, of things. Uh, a gentleman who carried the name Palmer, who had a, had a trading post uh, just outside of what is the present downtown Palmer. Mm-hmm. And then th- there were uh, colonists who arrived. There were others who were other people that were here, both indigenous people as well as as others who were living here before the colonists arrived. And so, so we have this kind of, a, of a, an interesting history, which in some respects has, uh, from time to time, focused on, on the colony development because it had such a big impact on what was happening uh, from the 30s forward here. True, and especially for us. Yes. It had a big impact uh, on Okay. So how, do you, how does the, the museum uh, deal with that, and, and where, do, where does the... If, if I can put it this way, where, where does the Palmer Museum of History's interest end and Wasilla's uh, museum oh, begin? That's I a mean, good that, question. Yeah, you know, that's, um, <laughs> that's an example. Yeah, we, um, it's true that, you know, Wasilla and Palmer are neighboring cities, so there's going to be some overlap a little bit. But we try, and also Palmer um, is a very small area geographically, right. the town. But then, you know, a lot of people identify with Palmer as as part of their hometown experience, like people from the Butte, um, people from, you know, uh, towards Sutton and, you know, all these different places. So um, we do consider um, that we represent the greater Palmer area. So we try to cover not just within the city limits, but also kind of, um, you know, outward, out toward down Connect River Road, for example. Sure. You know, right. um, any anywhere where they kind of access Palmer, use Palmer as their main hub. Um, so I, I forgot the first part of your question. Well, it, it's, it's more, more to say, how do you, how do you decide um, not, not to get ahead of your capacity is really what, it, this is something that everyone deals with, you know, trying to do too much. Right, yeah. Um, well, we, definitely the geographical area helps with that, but then also, um, we tried to, um, well, I can speak about the art committee, for example, because okay. I'm the, the chair of the art committee. And the art committee's job is to recommend, recommend one of its jobs is to recommend to the com- collections committee what sort of pieces we sh- the museum should acquire or they're donated and we decide, do we want to have these in our permanent collection or do we pass them on to somebody else? And the qualifiers are the artist has to be from the greater Palmer area, the painting has to, or the piece has to reflect something about the greater Palmer area, or um, it's it specifically shows locations in the greater Palmer area. So if somebody, if we came across a painting that somebody donated that was of a Springer Loop farm, then we would accept that. Okay. If somebody gave us uh, a painting of, say, something in Big Lake, we would not accept that um, because that's just not. That's not very good. Palmer that's area. very good. Yeah, thank, you for, thank you for that. Mike Malewski here, Big Cabbage Radio. 
in Palmer, Alaska. And I'm speaking with Erin Saunders, who's on the board of directors, but she's also secretary of the board of directors. What, what, what responsibility does that bring? Well, I have to type really fast during the meetings. Okay. <laughs> I take all the notes, and, and then occasionally I uh, do things like this. Or I s- Very good. Let's talk a little bit about uh, the board of directors. Uh, how many members are there on the board of directors? Oh, I believe there are nine. Nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, and there are many people who study these kinds of things and say that you can have a board of directors that's too small or too big, but uh, then number nine seems to fall into the range of being pretty good, pretty good. It works for us very well. Okay. Yeah. And how often does it meet? Once a month, um, okay. sometimes more. Okay. And then we have a variety of subcommittees that also meet, um, you know, it kind of depends on on what's going on. For example, our events committee is very busy. Right. Um, <laughs> you can imagine. Yeah. So you have a, a year like all of us here in Alaska that varies in both the amount of light or dark and the amount of cold and warm that we experience. How does the museum uh, deal with that? Are there are there different times when the museum is open and you focus on certain things? And I know you're involved with some of the big events. Uh, just to kind of a, a sense of that that flow over the year. For sure. So um, like all Alaskans who are uh, inside more in the winter than in the summer, once summer hits, we are really excited to do things outside. So um, in the summer, obviously, we have uh, longer hours. We have a lot of -of out-of-town tours, buses, visitors who come through, and we like to try to accommodate them. Um, We are getting ready for spring right now. We have um, bikes that people can rent. They are currently at um, Backcountry Bike and Ski for their tune-ups. So, and we want to give a huge thank you to them for partnering with us with that. Um, We are also getting ready for our walking tours. They're going to be available daily at 1030 in the morning. Um, And you can hop right on. We have... um, Let's see, $10 per person, $8 for seniors and Alaska residents, and then $6 per person if you bring a group of 10 or more. Huh. So, um, so yeah, we like to do some outside things. We have um, some free art classes in the summer for kids. Hopefully this year also a couple for adults. Most of those are outside. Um, because, you know, sunshine yeah. and oh, yeah. oh, yes. <laughs> summertime. Yes. No, it's right no by the garden and everything like that. So, um, and then, you know, in the winter, um, there's a lot of indoor things. We participate in Colony Christmas and have space available for people to come in and warm up. Usually we have some sort of warm drink. Um, and then, um, of course, we always have our, our collections. And we also offer free school tours so teachers can contact the museum and um, ask for a field trip, basically, to the, to the museum. So. Okay. Very good. Very good. Thank you. Thank you for detailing that. Now, the Pomeroy Museum of History and Art also uh, has another, if you call it, function as a visitor center. Because I've, I've noticed, I've noticed that more than one, <clears throat> quite a few actual, actually large buses pull up and stop there conveniently because there's a place to park and disgorge a huge number of passengers That's right. <laughs> who then sometimes go on tour, sometimes can wander over here, sometimes they're in the museum and the garden and all the rest of it. Uh, has that been something that has, has developed over time and 
I'm, I'm guessing that that provides a kind of, of, of a flood of interest. Uh, how does that work? Um, yeah, our so we just got a new executive director, okay. Amber Lindstrom. Got it. Um, we're really excited to have her. Our previous executive director, Sam Dinges, um, was instrumental in bringing all of these um, buses, working with these tour companies like Sam and Barry Tours, and um, having them make a stop in Palmer at the Visitor Center. And um, it's obviously a great relationship um, in a lot of ways. Um, because for us, it's great. We get a lot of visitors. The local businesses get a lot of business. But um, also the visitors love it. They um, often will tell our employees, if I had known about Palmer, I would have come here first. Wow. So um, <laughs> they love to come here. It's a, a The town seems ideal to them. The background is obviously beautiful. Right. And then we have this varied and extremely interesting history that they get to learn about and, and mm-hmm. participate in. So, yeah, it's it's been, um, it has developed uh, over time. And it's, even though COVID kind of, interrupted it it is back That's, back on track so okay and and in addition you know it's obvious that there's a spectrum of people uh, that are either in a bus they're coming on an organized tour or a lot of individual people that uh, wander over some people from from town who come over to visit the museum. yes we highly encourage um if you are a palmer resident or a greater palmer area resident or an alaska resident in any way we highly encourage you to come over to the museum, take a walking tour, or rent a bike, um, check out our displays, and also access the museum's website. Um, you know, the museum can't house everybody in Palmer at once, but um, we have lots of ways that the museum is reaching outside of its walls, and one of those ways is through our um, Matanuska Photo Project, um, right. which is an amazing project headed up by our collections manager. Um, he is personally, uh, you know, scanning and documenting. It takes from four to six hours to get a document or a document or a picture or whatever it is, some artifact uploaded and then also tagged with data so that people can search it and, and all of this stuff. So our, um, online digital database is on par with the states. The state has one that you can also browse. You can look at little collections, you can um, search for things, you can just browse the whole thing. And now there's one for the Valley, which is incredible. Um, And so we have, the museum has uh, 14,000 photographs and we just reached our 1,000th photograph online. So (laughs) it's going to be busy. Yeah. You can imagine if each one takes hours to upload how many hours that um, our collections manager has spent on this project. Um, And then when you think that there's still 13,000 more to go, it's it's amazing and overwhelming, but also really exciting. Yeah, very good. Very good. Well, I've asked a lot of questions, Erin. You've, you've done a nice job of answering them for listeners, I think. Uh, have there been other things that you wanted to share before we finish up that we can include now? For sure. Um, we are trying to get the word out that we um, have a job posting for visitors, visitor services specialists. Um, it closes on the 17th, so 
uh, a week from now, I believe. So, so what would that person be doing? So <laughs> it's a seasonal job. It's for the summer. They okay. would be in the visitor center greeting out-of-town visitors, um, helping just run the gift shop and... You know, might be some bathroom cleaning going on, you know, that type of yeah. things. Just like making sure things keep running. Um, we would, uh, you would direct people to other places if they come in and say, look, I really want to take um, a four-wheeler tour. You know, you tell them these sure. are the places that right. you can look. So, oh, yeah. Very good. Very so good. we're looking for people to do that. And um, I also... Our, my executive, our executive director, Amber, gave me some trivia to share. Is okay, that okay, please if do. I share Go some for it. Trivia. Okay. The question is: Where was school first held in Palmer in 1935? And um, she says, for those of you who have been on the walking tours this year, you will know this. So, hopefully, some people know. Um, and then she she told me I cannot give the answer, but oh, you oh, okay. should follow our Facebook page. We are going to feature information about this um, on our Facebook page. So well, if very you are good. wondering where exactly the first school was held in Palmer, you can tune into our Facebook page and find out. Oh, very good. That's a great question. Great question. <laughs> well, Aaron, I, I want to thank you again, and uh, I know that we're entering the, the zone of a, of a busier time. I can see the traffic picking up, and the you know, weather's getting better, and at some point the, the garden will be free of snow, and, and it'll, it'll come, come along. Uh, so thank you for, for your work, and thank all those other people, both the staff that's working over there and the board of directors and, and all that uh, have made this museum continue to be a, a jewel in the downtown area. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Okay. Take care now. You've been listening to Inside the City, a weekly chat with local folks providing up-to-date and relevant information about what's happening in your city of Palmer. Moderated by Mike Malewski. This program is a production of Radio Free Palmer, recorded at our studios in Palmer, Alaska. The views and opinions of moderators and guests do not necessarily represent those of Radio Free Palmer, this station, or its underwriters. If you have any comments or questions, please email manager at radiofreepalmer.org.